Hey there, I'm so excited you joined me today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein, and I am on a mission to prove that God is good, His will is good and perfect, and He has given me the assignment to let us know that He is about to return. He's going to return soon. I don't know what soon means, but it's good to be ready ahead of time. And anyway, He said we're not ready, and so He's teaching us day after day how we're not ready. So, Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you. We acknowledge you. We, we just count you as precious. We cherish the teachings that you're giving us. We thank you that you're telling us things to come that we're not ready. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. So this morning he was talking to me and reminding me how he came to my rescue. And really, for him to come to your rescue, it takes faith. And so he he put this all together today. He He's just so cool. Okay, so Matthew 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him, verse 2, and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. How's that? Unless you're like a little child. You know, children, they, they, they obey you. They believe you. They think the world of you. They're learning from you. They watch you. And that's what it takes to believe Jesus, really, is to watch him and learn from him. Um, another account in Luke 18, 17. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter into it. You know, that's what Jesus is saying today. If you won't enter into the kingdom of God, if you won't believe like a little child believes their parent, you're not going to enter in. And so that should be what we're living for, to believe anything that he would tell us so that we can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And if we don't, we won't. You know, when Jesus was showing me that today, I thought of this in um, John 14, verse 22. Judas said, Lord, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Because he was saying that he was going to show himself to them. Here, I guess we'll start with 15. If you love me and keep my commands, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So if you love me and you keep my commands, then the Holy Spirit is going to be granted to you. The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him. But you can know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. He was here in the flesh and the world could see him. And he's saying he's going to leave. The Holy Spirit is going to come and live on the inside of you. And take my place. And the world won't see me, but you will. In other words, you'll believe Jesus and you'll hear Jesus. And you're going to know what he's saying to you. But those who won't believe won't see him. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will, you will realize that I'm in the Father and you're in me. And I'm in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. 
the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And that's when Judas said, but Lord, why, why, why do you intend to show yourself to us, not the world? And Jesus answered, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come, and we will make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. And these words you hear are not my own, but they belong to my Father. And so he's going to show himself to the one who obeys him. You know, we always hear God loves everyone, and he does. He does. He wants everyone to come to repentance. He wants everyone to come to this place where you obey his teaching. But notice what he says here. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them. And we will come and make our home within them. And so if you're a Christian and, and you get puzzled by those who won't believe, or when you tell them a testimony, this has happened to me. And, and just recently, I found out some people thought I was a liar, that I was lying about the things that God did for me. And I'm going to share some of those things with you today. But it's because they can't see, because Jesus isn't going to show himself to the person that won't humble himself. Unless you humble yourself like a little child, you'll not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so those people who won't believe are, are those people who are calling you a liar. Jesus has not revealed himself to them because they're rejecting him. They're refusing him. And so um, the title of my message today is He Came to My Rescue. And he wanted me to share with you today some things that those who don't know him will think that I'm a liar. But if you know him and you know he can do anything, and you've built your life on getting to know him so you can have that childlike faith, you're going to believe what I'm telling you today. And you're going to have your own stories to tell. And I'm going to start with telling you when my son was born. Actually, Sunday, Monday, it'll be 31 years ago. He visited me in my hospital room. And he, he comforted me before I even knew, before I even called out to him. I had just gotten the news that my son was born with a birth defect, and he was right there. And he said, there wasn't anything I could do. It was like he ran to my rescue, and he wanted me to know. I'm here, and, and it can change. But there wasn't anything I could do for you, my darling. And I know what he meant now, but I didn't know then. He meant, because if we don't obey him, we don't love him. And he knew, I mean, I partially obeyed him. I obeyed him to the, to the best of my knowledge. But you know the enemy comes, and he tricks you. And he tries to make you think things are true that aren't, or you don't have to obey. God loves everyone. He loves everyone, and we just read that. But those who obey him, he comes and he lives on the inside of us. He makes their home, his home within us. So he came to tell me that, and um, as time went on, he said, when you learn to live in my kingdom, you're not only going to see your son healed, you're going to have all my blessings. In other words, you have to learn to obey all I say. We talked yesterday about fully obeying the Lord your God. 
when you do all he commands, you're going to be blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed when you go in and blessed when you go out. And I was just partially obeying him. And he knew I didn't understand. And he knows that you don't understand this today. And that's why he's here. He's here to teach us, to tell us. So anyway, um, he came to my rescue that day. Another day I was, um, it was the third time that I was passing a kidney stone. And he told me I was passing a kidney stone. And, but I questioned why the pain wasn't there. And he said, I took that pain away. You see, I have built my life on just believing, taking, taking him at his word. I've had a lot of oppositions where I have failed a few times, but for the most part, I'm going to humble myself and enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's my choice. And so he took that pain away. And then, well, I'll just tell you the, the, the whole thing because otherwise. So the first time I was passing a kidney stone, I didn't know I could ask what was wrong, but I took healing scriptures to bed. And I woke up almost all the way okay. And this was early on when I was learning to, to receive healing from him. And the healing scriptures I actually had on a tape for my little boy. And um, he listened to them every day. So I took him and my healing scriptures to bed because I was so sick. I was bent over in pain. And in the morning, as I said, I woke up just about pain-free. And I asked him, I said, Lord... Should I go to the doctor? And he said, that's up to you. And I thought, good, I hate going to the doctor. I'm not going to the doctor. And by the end of the day, I had no pain. I was okay. The second time I was passing a kidney stone, I asked what was wrong, and it was the same as the first time. And um, my son looked up on the internet what they do for a kidney stone, because I asked him to. And they blast them. So I said, Lord, I believe you will blast this kidney stone. And he did. And it went away. And the third time, the third time I'm telling you about now, I was on the treadmill at the gym. And I used the restroom. And I had blood in my urine. And it freaked me out a little, not that much. Because I knew he was going to tell me what was up. And so I... um got back on the treadmill and I said, what's going on? And he said, you're passing a kidney stone. And I said, Lord, isn't there pain with that? And he said, I took the pain away for you. Is that okay? Of course it's okay. But then I, I kept saying, you know, calling those things to be not as though they were. I kept saying that I wasn't going to have any more blood in my urine. And the next morning, it was worse than ever. And so I went back to bed and I said, Lord, what's happening and he said, you'll blood in your urine for three days, and then it'll be gone. And that's exactly what happened. And so um, I just learned from those experiences to have that childlike faith, to just believe, just believe him. And um, I, could, I could go on and on and on, but I'm going to tell you the one that I thought he wanted me to tell you today. And um, it was, I believe, seven years ago. And um, I, I had bloatedness. I had all kinds of um, pregnancy symptoms. 
And the enemy got in on it and he convinced me I was pregnant. And I'm I'm thinking it's not a good time. I don't feel like I have time. I'm older now. But it just seemed like it was true. I went to the doctor. I found out I was not pregnant. But it sure seemed like I was. And the enemy was still trying to convince me I was. And um, I heard that still small voice that I was not. So finally, I got to the place where I realized that I was being fooled. But the, the thing of it is that that happened is I was sitting right here. And I just slid down. I was worshiping and um, praying. And I just slid down. And I found myself on the floor in the spirit, like just controlled totally by God. Reminds me of the time that um, he touched me at church. There was a man there. He reminded me of Jesus. And um, for the first time, people were being falling over on the floor. And I didn't, I, I really didn't, I believed, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't the man pushing me over, that it was Jesus. And so I said, Jesus, if this is you, then he won't touch me. And the man started to touch me. And I mean, this is like 28 years ago. The man started to touch me and then he pulled back and I, I was on the floor. And God was in control. I could not get up. He wanted me to get baptized that day. They were going to do baptisms and... He, he said, I know you wanted to go to Walmart. I know your family's not here. I know this, I know that, but I want you to get baptized today. And I could not get off that floor until I agreed. Now I want to tell you that I did give him permission to take over me and help me to obey him. And so I have always had childlike faith, just believing what he said to me. He's talked to me since I was a little girl in the coat closet. That's where I met him. When there was chaos, craziness in my house, um, I was playing hopscotch on the sidewalk by my house one day, and I fell, and my dad said, Jesus is punishing you. God is punishing you. And I immediately heard him say, no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that. Your dad just doesn't know me. And so I've always heard him and just trusted him talking to me. So anyway, I'm, I'm on the floor and wondering what is happening. And he did surgery. I, I had a cyst on my ovary. That's what he told me. The whole time I thought I was pregnant, it was a cyst on my ovary. And um, I, I remember searching that out. And it does, if I remember right, give you symptoms of feeling like you're pregnant. And so... I, I remember this like almost like tennis ball size just come popping out of my stomach and back in. And I felt inside like an explosion. And that's when I said, Lord, what just happened? And he said, you had a cyst on your ovary. And I did surgery on you. And after that, I had all those symptoms went away. I felt perfectly wonderful. And... um I just really, I just believe him. I believe him, whatever he tells me. And sometimes when things take a little longer, 
like my son's healing. Um, you know, you get to that place where you just start questioning, but it always comes back to not fully obeying him. If he gives you a directive to do something and you don't do it, you're really keeping him from doing what he wants to do. You have to humble yourself and have that childlike faith in every part of your life. And what do we just read? If you don't do that, you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven. So maybe you're someone that's watching today and you're having a really hard time believing this and you don't have the spirit living on the inside of you. I want to suggest to you today that you decide to believe and start following Jesus and he will open your eyes to see the truth. And you'll realize I'm not a liar, but I'm proclaiming his word. I believe what he tells me. I have childlike faith. And that's what we need to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And if I don't have faith in an area, I want him to tell me. And your faith action is really the proof of your faith. Right? What you decide to do as unto what the word says. If he tells you to forgive and you forgive, you believe and that's your faith action. You decide to forgive. And you know, speaking of forgiveness, what people don't realize, people that don't know Jesus don't realize or, or take him seriously or walk in partial obedience and just let your flesh take over because the enemy is always trying to convince you of that. What you don't realize is when you go to Jesus and you say, okay, I'm going to forgive because you told me to, he actually heals you of that pain so that you are able to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, you're living under the curse. You're living separated from Jesus. And maybe you're thinking, well, I hear Jesus and I don't forgive. You know, the enemy comes and he disguises himself. He comes dressed as an angel of light. The word says he tries to act like God. He did that right in the garden. Adam and Eve knew they weren't supposed to eat off that tree. But the enemy came and said, did God really say? He came and tried to be their God. He convinced them it was okay to go outside of what God told them to do. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, my Father won't forgive you. Jesus said, when asked, how many times should we forgive? When the disciples asked, he said, seven times, 77 times a day. That's constant forgiveness. So we got to make forgiveness a lifestyle. I don't know what's going there, but somebody needed to hear that. Because really, if you won't forgive, you're not doing his commands. And Jesus and the Father have not made their home within you. And if they haven't made their home within you, then, and you think you're hearing him, you're really hearing the voice of the enemy. And he wants to be your God. He wants you to suffer for eternity in hell. So that is the word that I have for you today. Um, I think that's all I have written down here. Oh, I read this note, and I guess I want to read it. Jesus tells us, this is someone else's writing, 
Jesus tells us, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Having faith like a child requires putting aside our will. This way, our opinions and misconceptions do not get in the way of trusting Jesus wholeheartedly. That's a good word. It's the truth. So if you never ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, and you're willing to heed his voice and get to know him and and follow his commands. Revelation 3.19, he corrects those he loves. you got to get excited about being corrected because that really is when you're having childlike faith. When you correct your children, they believe you and they do what you tell them to do because they trust you. And that's what he's saying. And then Revelation 3.20, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in by heeding his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you, which matches exactly what we read in John. I want to read this to you again. If anyone loves me and will obey my teaching, my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home within them. So don't be deceived. If you're not heeding his voice, he's not living in there. And the enemy will try to convince you otherwise. He's a liar. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. If you don't follow his word, if you have all kinds of excuses, if the enemy has said, oh, God understands, you can't do that. And that was the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. Um, they're a liar. They're the liar. It's not Jesus. He's a liar. The enemy is a liar. Jesus said there's no truth in him. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken to you, with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you, um, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. I'm going to read verse 23, 28. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe me. He told them ahead of time what's going to happen. I will not say much to you anymore, for the prince of the world is prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what the Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Will you move on? If you're the person that thinks that the Christians are liars then the only way you're going to know the truth is to humble yourself like a little child and decide to believe. It's a decision. And when you believe, Jesus and the Father will make their home within you. If you don't believe, then the enemy is going to lead you and guide you. And there will be no eternal life with you, with, with the Father and Jesus forever. You're going to miss heaven don't, don't miss it. Just decide to believe. Jesus said in Romans 10, 
if you believe in him, if you believe him, if you trust him, you will not be disappointed. I have not been disappointed. I haven't. I've been disobedient and discouraged and frustrated because of my unbelief. But I know that I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus because I know I'm going to have, continue to have childlike faith. I'm going to believe. He said, anything is possible for him who believes. So I'm an anything believer. I just feel prompting me to tell you one more testimony. Speaking of being frustrated, I was frustrated and and I was doing some yard work and I tore um, my rotary cuff. So after I finished being frustrated and realized what I did to myself and how I let the enemy and I started turning toward Jesus. And I, I took healing scriptures to bed. And I I heard them and I heard them and I heard them. And it was so bad. Um, that I couldn't move. I could barely move. I couldn't even get comfortable in bed. And this time he started directing me to to take something. Usually he tells me not to, but he told me to take um, Advil, ibuprofen, and Tylenol together. And it made it a little more bearable. But this went on for, I believe, two weeks. And at the end of the first week, I started doing, he started giving me exercises to do for my arm, making it move where I didn't think it could move. And actually, he's the one who told me that I, I tore my rotary cuff. And um, after I started doing those exercises he told me to do, I got better and better and better. But that took like about two weeks, if I recall. Correctly. But I never had to go to the hospital. I didn't have surgery. My husband had that surgery, so I saw what he went through, and I decided, because Jesus said, whatever you believe, it's up to you. Remember, if you want to go to the doctor, it's up to you, whatever you believe. And so I believe that he would heal me, and he did. So if you never said that prayer, if you want the benefits of living in the kingdom of God right here and getting ready to move into his kingdom, I never realized it said that. It, to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to have childlike faith. And to have that kind of faith, you have to humble yourself. Even if people are calling you a liar and you're persecuted, humble yourself before him and believe it pleases him that you believe it's impossible to please God without faith. He's so in love with you. So if you want to get ready to move in with him, and you want to learn of him, and have all that experience under your belt to get to the place where you just have that childlike faith, and you're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, I want to pray with you today. And as I said, if you're the person who, who can't believe it, just make a decision. You will. You have to decide. You will. I just want to share one more thing. When my son was born and I was believing what God told me, I heard him talk to me, but the enemy kept coming and saying, well, what if he's not real? You know what? You just have to press past that voice. And I just gave you heads up. He's going to come and say, what if he's not real? 
did God really say? He's trying to talk you out of heaven. He's trying to talk you out of your eternal life with Jesus. He's trying to talk you out of getting ready. This is your time to get ready. The kingdom of God has come among you. He's, he's here. He's here. He's here now. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are here and you're calling out to us. And you're teaching us now's the time to prepare to live with you forever. Now's the time. Thank you. Thank you for correcting us, telling us things to come. We submit to you. We humble ourselves before you. And we commit to just believe you, to have that faith that just believes you so that we can prove that your will is good and perfect, which is what it takes is to just simply believe. I thank you, Lord, that those listening won't go off and live their old life, old life again after this prayer, but they will search you and know you and not go back to their old way, but to follow your commands so that you and the Father will make your home within them. Jesus has a word for us. I hear him saying, what is it, Lord? He's saying, come to me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. The way you've been going is wrong. Repent. Change your way. The time is soon. And if you ignore me, I'll have to ignore you that day. Don't ignore me. Pay attention. I'm the good shepherd. Follow me. Follow me, say the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so in love with us, and he just wants to be your everything. Follow him. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you. 